You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. Tonight is a great show with Dr. Joe Vitale. Truthfully, he's one of my favorite guests because, well, he speaks his truth. He has taught us so many valuable things about how we can create the life that we want and deserve to live. So please stay tuned for this great episode with Dr. Joe Vitale. First, though, I want to get a vital message out to all my listeners. After seeing all the really, well, really rude comments about me on iTunes, especially about me talking politics, I thought that maybe those rude listeners have a point. So I decided not to talk politics anymore. In all honesty, though, I don't think I do talk politics. But instead, I think I just talk common sense. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. This is about the law of attraction. Perhaps I'm attracting this angry mob for a reason. And and you know what? I need to be okay with that. If they don't like what I say, well, every person has the right to turn my voice off. So if you don't like what I say, just turn me off. That's okay. But let me have my say. Because it's still America. And I know in my heart that none of us want to lose our right to decide what is best for each one of us. So having decided that... I came across this audio that hit me right between the eyes. It's very, very powerful, and I needed to hear it, and I also want you to hear it, because it talks about the importance of common law. Although common law is derived from its original appearance in medieval England, it is still very much in effect in the U.S. and elsewhere today. As the evolution of technology and its presence in our lives continue to grow, and it's going to continue to grow, common law's ability to leave the legal code open for interpretation will become increasingly important. I think this is just something that everyone needs to understand in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and even Australia, we must get back to enjoying our God-given rights to exist. You can pass this up if you don't want to listen, but I do think it serves to remind us that we, the people, are the rulers of the land and not the elected officials because, in fact, they work for us. We're the ones that pay their salary. So just take a listen. And if you want to skip it, then fast forward to the 20-minute mark. And that's where we're going to continue on with the rest of the show featuring Dr. Joe Vitale. 
We'll be right back. Introducing a self-healing technology that is pioneering the era of quantum healing, Scalar Light. Try it free for 15 days. We offer a remote healing experience that is 100% safe and natural. All we need is your photograph. Some of our programs include pathogenic cleanse, chakra balancing, and nutrient therapy. Try Scalar Light free for 15 days. Visit our website to learn more at scalarlight.com. In this country, there exists an ancient constitution which is underpinned by the Magna Carta. It's known as common law, and it is our true law as the men and women of this land. It states that the power lies with we the people, and all it requires of you is that you do no harm to your fellow man or woman, that you behave with integrity and speak with truth. These are your only bonds, to be a good person. It states that the law should be an instrument of justice, not of domination and control. The government should take note. Common law was created to protect the common people of this land. It is common sense, something we haven't seen much of so far this year. Common law empowers you as an individual, a sovereign being. The complex and convoluted legislation used by our governments are created for the exact opposite purpose, to make us feel small and stupid and like we can't fight our own battles. It's the reason we as a people are so lost right now, because we have forgotten who we are and the powers we possess. And it's been orchestrated that way by the same people who orchestrated this pandemic for the sole purpose of monetary gain and control of the masses. Under common law, the rules surrounding COVID-19 are unlawful and unenforceable. Under a democracy, all legislation must be seen to be reasonable and balance the God-given rights of the individual with the needs of the people. We can protect a vulnerable population without these gross impositions on our freedoms. We have God-given civil liberties under the British Constitution, which protects our rights to life as we know it. Where has that gone? Freedom from torture. Does that include mental torture? Freedom of assembly, as long as they say it's okay. Freedom of expression, as long as we don't say the wrong thing. These freedoms are being taken from us. We are being subverted away from our own sovereignty and towards their supremacy. Boris, you are not our babysitter. Under common law, you quite literally own your rights. They are your property, and no person or group has the authority to take your property without your authorization. We the people created the government, the courts, and the police force. We the people overstand those service corporations. They were created to serve we the people. So how have they managed to take these freedoms away from us when they are ours by divine right? Of course, it's been done through deception. The information I'm about to share with you, the 1% doesn't want you to hear. Let me ask you a question. What is a democracy? And do we live in one? Most people would agree that yes, we do. We vote and our preferred party governs. 
That is not a democracy. The origins of the word come from the ancient Greek and means the people rule. A democracy means that the people are in charge, and to be truly in charge, we must be in charge of our own laws. Common law is man-made but divinely guided, because it is born of the conscience of the people. Our constitution gave us the right to trial by jury to ensure that our laws were just. The saying tried and tested comes from our common law. It means that legislation passed by the government has been tried by a jury of the people, tried against their conscience, and if they find it to be fair, the law is allowed to pass. But if one person finds it to be unjust, that legislation can be removed. It's called annulment by jury, and it's how government legislation is supposed to be kept in check by we the people. Under Article 61 of the Magna Carta, the people also have the right to withdraw their consent for any government that is not prepared to hold up and support the Constitution. But these mechanisms for justice have been hidden from us and deliberately watered down for no reason other than to dominate we the people and to ensure that those whom we appoint to serve us cannot be held accountable for their corruption. Make no mistake, they do not want you to know this because under common law it is also your right to bring private prosecution free of charge against any public servant that has been involved in passing or enforcing legislation that is deemed to be unfair by the people. Why do you think these truths are hidden from us? They don't teach this stuff because the more people who know, the more dangerous to the service corporations who seek to control us this truth becomes. They rely on our ignorance. In fact, legally speaking, our silence is consent, and our ignorance is our compliance. In other words, it's not their fault that we don't know our own rights. As a business owner, I've been scared of speaking out about how I feel, fearing repercussions as have so many people in my position. But I am not a business. I am a natural-born woman of this land, and this raises an important point, that under the laws of this land, common law, the rules of civil procedure do not apply to we the people. What does this mean? It means that a service corporation, an incorporated entity, which our government is, cannot bring civil action against a man or woman but they can bring civil action against another legal entity. And once your birth is registered, that is exactly what you are, and you receive a paper birth certificate with a registration number as proof of this. Society then raises you to believe that that legal entity, that piece of paper, is you. It is not. You are more than a name on a piece of paper. You are a living, flesh-and-blood being. The legislation created by the government is all on paper, and they only have jurisdiction to control that which is on paper, hence why signing things is dangerous. Remember that even though your birth was registered, you did not consent to it. Even though you have a birth certificate, you did not sign that document. Throughout your lifetime, you will remain a free, living man or woman of this land who is not bound by legislation created by any business. That includes the government and agencies under their control. 
It is important to be aware that most public servants and those working lower down in the law are kept unaware of this information because ultimately the same has been done to them. Now you might not have any interest in law, I didn't, but you should have an interest in this because it is the exact means by which your freedoms are being taken from you. They can be taken back, but only if enough people wake up to what has happened. This knowledge is available to you, but only if you actively seek it out. The only reason I found it is because I'm a spiritual seeker who also has a love of logic, not two realms that usually meet. Common law is directly derived from something known as natural law. The word natural finds its origin in ancient Egypt through the word Najer, meaning God or spirit, and Al, meaning of. Natural literally means of God or of spirit. Natural law is the unwritten and unchangeable law of the universe. It defines the rule of law in this country, that there is a higher, purer, supreme, divine wisdom that governs the natural laws of our world. We all instinctively know them and are bound by them and to them. They are right versus wrong, truth versus lies, good versus evil. You see, our common law reaches back to a time when it was common knowledge that within us all exists a map for discovering this universal truth. It's called our conscience, and it's what each juror was asked to use in order to align with and reveal truth. They were instructed to do this independently, so that the course of justice could not be diverted by corruption. The word conscience comes from the Latin con, meaning together and scary to know. Conscience means to know together because every being has access to this knowledge through their conscience. The understanding of our ability to align with universal truth is ancient but we have been subverted away from its proper application. Even though this wisdom has been lost it is still our duty as the people of this land to use our conscience to enforce justice using force if necessary, but never violence. Violence is called such because it is the ultimate violation of our natural law. I'm using force to deliver this message to you now. Speech is using force to put thoughts into action, speaking your truth to power. Words are a powerful force, and it is your duty to use them when you see truth being subverted. So speak up, even when it makes you feel uncomfortable. Have the difficult conversations. Be the change. There is one other law of the universe which is eternal and unchangeable. The law of free will. Free will allows us to act against what is right, true and good. The law of free will allows for bad things to happen and bad choices to be made. If you do not act in the face of wrong, lies and evil, they will be allowed to reign. Right now we are living in a society that through social engineering has lost sight of the distinction between these opposing forces. We are being conditioned to see our very freedoms as selfish. Remember that freedoms have always been taken away from us in the name of the greater good. Our monarch, the Queen, is supposed to be the keeper of our natural law. 
she is quite literally anointed by God to ensure that God's will be done. God's will is our natural law brought to the people through common law. It's why our police swear allegiance to the Queen and not the government because she is supposed to be God's representative and protect the people from corruption of God's will, our natural law. Our Bill of Rights here in the UK also gives us the right as the people to petition our monarch directly if we feel our rights are in danger. This is something that we should all have been taught as children, but our parents weren't aware of it, our grandparents weren't aware of it, but now you are aware of it. To our officers of the law, we respect you as a vital part of our community, but we remind you that it is our common law that you swore to protect and uphold. The oath you took states that you will serve with integrity and impartiality, meaning that you, just like that jury, are to use your conscience in the execution of your duty. You are not here to police illegitimate legislation cooked up by a government who has overplayed its hand. And I would wager that many of you are tired of being asked to enforce these absurd measures. Remember that government can be corrupted, as can any group with an agenda. However, it's far harder to corrupt the conscience of a group of individuals, because conscience always remains aligned to truth. Even if we choose to do wrong, we are still aware that it is wrong that we are doing. This is the precise reason that police are asked to use their discretion in how they enforce law, in the hope that if unlawful orders ever were to be issued, they would eventually meet someone who says, no, this is wrong. To stop those deplorable words, I was just following orders, from ever being uttered again. It is time for us all now to stand together behind what is right. This is not about party politics. Labour, Conservative, Lib Dem, because they are all just fingers of the same glove. We can have a government that is free and fair, laws that our police will be happy to police us by, the laws of the land, to do no wrong or harm to our fellow man or woman, but not to be told what we can and cannot do with our own lives and our own bodies. As a country, our democracy, which rests on common law, is supposed to be our greatest export and is the namesake for our commonwealth. There are now a number of groups, both here in the UK and worldwide, who are working to reenact our common laws and bring the power back to the people. If this information has resonated with you, it is also your duty to share it. It's about time the world stopped always trying to say the right thing and instead started saying what's needed. I'll leave you with this. As a citizen of this country, you do have rights beyond that which you've been told. They say that no body stands above we the people, and your knowledge of this simple truth shines a light into the hole where the 1% have been hiding and forces them out onto a level playing field. So spread the word. Well, welcome back, Dr. Joe Vitale, one of my all-time favorite guests. I oh. just adore you, and I always look forward to having you on. If I don't have you on at least once a year, I, I kind of go nuts. <laughs> well, Happy New Year. We're starting a new year off right then. You're getting your fix, and so am I. <laughs> so 
Here we go. Here we go. And not only that, you've got a couple of announcements, but we're going to go into greater detail because you have a new book and you have a new online TV show, which I'm really excited about. Last time we spoke, it was everything from a divorce that became a persecution to the death of my father, death of a best friend, attempted suicide from a family member, and of oh course, going going through worldwide COVID and the pandemic and the elimination of my travels and my speaking. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun talk, wasn't it? So, <laughs> but it still was, I mean, we still gained a lot, you know? Well, we always can look on the, the sunny side. One of the most famous songs, which I recorded on one of my albums, it was called Keep on the Sunny Side. And that's really a message for all of us, no matter what's going on. And it was a message for me, too, despite what I was complaining about. There were things to learn, things to grow, th things to discover. And I was doing all of that then and, of course, still am. But as you asked, how am I doing now? I'm doing fantastic. I got a new book. I got an online TV show. I'm starting the year by being interviewed by you. So you know you're doing well when, when this happens right at the beginning of a brand new year. 2022 is fantastic. It has been the most incredible year so far. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the attitude that we have to carry it all the way through. But it's really up to us to manifest a great year ahead, isn't it? We can't blame it on anything. No, we're good at blaming it on other things and other people and outside events. And you, I, and all of your listeners, the people that pay attention to what you're doing, we know better. We know better. We're more awake than the rest of the world. The rest of the world can go ahead and point fingers. What we need to do is take back our own power. We need to look within. We need to decide on what we want. We need to use the skills we've learned in the higher consciousness domain that we're all in, and we need to apply it. And what I've been telling people is, yeah, 2020 sucked. Yeah, 2021 wasn't much better. But now it's 2022. Let us awaken. Let us grab this by the horns and direct it where we want to go. This is our opportunity to strut a little bit, to use our God-given power of choice, to state new intentions, to start taking new actions. And instead of blaming anybody, let's be the empowered uh, awaken soul and go out there and march towards what we want to create and by God create it. That's exactly right. And that's what we all needed to hear right at the beginning of the year, because it is the law of attraction. We are attracting is. everything to us by our mental outlook. And it depends on us as how we see it. And it absolutely does. And what people overlook and they get caught up in worldwide perceptions is the idea that what you are thinking and believing also attracts people to you that are pretty much thinking and believing the same thing. This is why we end up in groups. There's a whole group of people that are blaming the outside world. And anybody that wants to blame the outside world that already thinks like that attracts those kind of people and they end up in a group. And as long as they're in that group, they really feel like, well, everybody else is proving my point of view because they all have the point of view. <laughs> but when we choose that we are the empowered ones, that we have the ability to choose our intentions and to take inspired action, we attract like-minded people which makes our ability to create a new change and a transformation easier. So it's really important that we realize the law of attractions working all the time. 
for most people, it's just working on the unconscious level. They're not thinking about their thoughts. They're not thinking about their feelings. They're not thinking about their actions. They're pretty much oblivious to it. They're pointing to the outside world and just finding anybody, somebody to blame. And most of history is about blaming. But what we're doing is saying, no, I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm not even going to blame myself. I'm just going to awaken to the power of my inner choice. And from there, we'll create a new reality. So the law of attraction is alive and well. It didn't go away any more than gravity did. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. So, Joe, <laughs> what, what about then? How, how do we think or how do we mm -hmm. not manifest an illness? Yes, we need to focus on what we want. Being caught up in the doom and gloom, being caught up in the fear mentality, being caught is, up yeah. in the idea that we could get sick, that's what it lowers our immune system. And it's easy to do because we've gone through a pandemic. So there's been worldwide oh. concern. Yeah. And that worldwide concern has been real easy for us to be sucked into. But this is where I'm shaking myself as well as everybody else and saying, no, no, we are in 2022. This is a new year. It is renew you in 2022, renew you in 2022. And what we do there is focus on what we want, the basics of the law of attraction. Instead of thinking that, oh, we might get sick, let's think, oh, I'm going to be healthy. And let's reinforce the idea of wellness. And then from there, let's start taking the inspired actions that we know take care of ourselves, surround ourselves with positive people, or if we're still social distancing, you can do it online and surround yourself with positive input, read the positive books, listen to the positive audios, watch the positive videos and the movies and the TV shows, do everything you can to feed your soul with what fortifies your immune system. Well, and actually, getting, yeah, but actually getting the COVID or, or mm -hmm. flu or whatever, it does build up your immune system. So it's not that it's still important. I mean, that's how we make it go away is that we mm -hmm. build up our immune. It's just a natural process. And it really is. I saw an interview with Dr. Bruce Lipton a, a while back, which was, he's one of my favorite people, one of my favorite authors. And, you know, your biology is what is coming from your beliefs, your beliefs are your biology. And he was saying, instead of being worried about COVID, go ahead and get it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, go ahead and get it. He said, it's the flu. And he said, it may be a nasty flu, but your body will go through the process of being immune to it, building an immunity to it. And that will help the actual planet itself. Absolutely. Instead of walking around in fear and thinking, oh, I have to do this or I can't do this. Let's focus on what we can do and what we do want and move in that direction. Yeah, exactly. And the, you can take vitamins, too, that will suppress it. You can do a whole bunch of things. There's no it's like we've got to get out of this fear yeah. that is keeping us and the planet sick so that's yeah. about and it's up to us law of attraction people to really put it out there and let people learn that hey don't attract it to you <laughs> and that's exactly right and one of the primary ways to protect yourself and this is something i i've been saying for decades long before there was ever a COVID, and that's the idea of turn off the mainstream news yes turn off the mainstream news it is going to program you for fear 
That is what they are designed to do. That's why it's even television is called programming. It is programming you. They even say it right in their own name. They have television programs because they are programming you. And they don't program you usually for abundance and prosperity and wellness. What they do instead is tickle your fear center in your brain. And as soon as that fear center is tickled, boy, we are on red alert. We're like on the Star Trek Enterprise and Captain Kirk just said red alert and all the red lights and the bells and the whistles go off and it goes off in our body and mind. And then at that point, they feed us everything and we're vulnerable to it because we opened ourselves to hear their stories and what they're giving us are stories. Yeah. They're giving us their perceptions and they're most likely well-meaning and they're most likely unconscious. But what we have to do is be conscious. We have to be conscious to the programming and go, wait a minute, I don't want that programming. So let me turn off whatever the mainstream news is that you were watching and turn on the law of attraction radio or turn on my new TV show. Yeah. I'm going to slip that in there one way. Or the I, other. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, you need to, because we have to find out where it is. I'm going to be watching all the time, but, but we but have the ability are, to choose. Mm-hmm. You, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's up to all of us to really put it out there saying, uh, yeah. you're thinking that don't think it <laughs> thinks this way. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little tip. This is one of the things that I do and I remind people of. One of my favorite books in history came out in 1913, and it was a children's book, and it was called Pollyanna, The Glad Game. And of course, we know it was made into numerous movies. The very first one was a silent movie with Mary Pickford and Haley Mills did one. And there were a couple other versions. And it's all about playing the glad game. And the glad game is one of the greatest self-improvement techniques of all time. And what you're basically doing is looking for the good, looking for the positive in every situation and in every person. Now, I've heard from people who put down Pollyanna and say things like, oh, don't be Pollyanna. That's a silly little child game. But, you know, I read all of the series of Pollyanna books. I also did all the research about Eleanor Porter, who was the author. And there was one quote that she gave way back in 1915. And she said that she had taken some heat from people who were being critical of Pollyanna, which to me is mind blowing. And she said, Pollyanna never dismissed reality ever. That's true. She knew when there was a problem. But what she did instead was look for the good within that problem. And this is the big takeaway that I tell people, look, COVID or pandemic or whatever the hell is the latest thing that they want us to be afraid of. Look for the good within it. Look for the positive look within it. Look for how it can help you within it. We're not, we're not dismissing that there's a flu. We're not dismissing that there might be things that you can do to take care of yourself, but we're also not being sucked into the black hole of fear and terror, which just creates more fear and terror. And we end up in that cycle going right down the toilet. So I play the glad game and I tell people be Pollyanna for God's sake. She didn't dismiss the challenges we had. She looked for the good within the challenges we have. And that's exactly what people need to hear right now. Hmm. But we're, we're getting thrown all of this fear at us. And there's a reason why they are <laughs> throwing it at us is that they want us to be fearful because then they can control the scenario. We, 
we need to take our power back, just like you said. We have Ooh. to take it back and be in control of our life. We don't have to be fearful. No, what I said early on, and I think I said it when you and I spoke before, is that I say, yeah, there's a conspiracy, but it's a divine conspiracy. The divine itself, whatever you want to call the higher power, it's behind the conspiracy, and it's a conspiracy for good. What this has been designed to do is cause us, trigger us to awaken. That's right. We are at a point where we have to make a choice. And one of them is, well, you can just fall into fear and do what the herd does, or you can awaken from what they're trying to do and end up relying on your connection to spirit. And I reinterpret everything that the government was telling us. uh, And they were saying this around the world when they said, go inside and they meant go inside your room, go inside your house, go inside your apartment. I said, no, what that really means is go inside yourself. Yeah. And then when they said be socially distant, which for them meant stay away from other people or stay six feet away or whatever the latest rule of thumb was, I looked at it from the divine conspiracy standpoint was, no, this is your time to do your solo meditations. This is your time to pull within, be alone so you can contemplate, you can create, you can find out what you need to do to meditate. You can retune into your connection to the divine and find out what it has in store for you or what your next marching orders are or what your life calling is. I kept reinterpreting everything they said into a divinely positive ulterior motive. And of course, the mainstream news had no clue they were actually doing it because they were coming from their unconscious. But we on the outside paying attention, looking at it from a conscious standpoint can say, oh, wait a minute, this is our divine opportunity. I get to go inside, go inside myself. I get to reconnect, reconnect to the divine. I get to find a new way to create. Most of us complained about our jobs anyway, you know, so when we couldn't go to work, it was kind of like what we asked for. It was a good thing. You know what? I agree. So now you can go within and you can go, well, what would I really like to do? And there's also the bonus. You're in home. You're confined, confined from going to see other people. You're going within. You find out you want to learn how to play the saxophone. And then there's the YouTube videos. There's Google. And there's hundreds of thousands of people who have spent time making videos that are free that would enable you to learn how to play the saxophone or learn Italian or whatever right. it is that you always wanted to learn. Nothing but good things from exactly. this divine conspiracy. Yes, yes, it is. We are really, I mean, we're turning more spiritual because of it too. We needed that push to yeah. get us into that space. We were so out there. So really, this is a blessing in disguise. Um Inconvenient sometimes, but we can handle that. Well, we have to go with the flow and we have to learn. In many ways, the divine sent us to our room. We were kind of given a timeout. It's like, okay, you've been playing out there in the darkness for a while and you've been unconscious to a whole lot of things. And yeah, you dabbled with meditation or contemplation, or you went to a couple seminars, or you watched the movie The Secret, or you subscribed to the magazine. But did you really commit to your awakening? And the divine said, I don't think so. So we all get a time out. Yeah. We all get a time out. Now in our time out, when we go to our room, you still got choice. You have free will. You can go in there and watch, you know, I don't know the playboy channel, or you can go in there and you can meditate. There's always choice, yeah. but the divine gave us a time out to help us awaken. So we 
I mean, I just didn't worry about getting it at all. And I didn't. I just didn't even think about it. So, of course, I, I'm fine. So Exactly. Exactly. And isn't that the, what you're saying is make a decision that you're not going to get it? Make a decision to remain healthy. I wouldn't even say not going to get it because that moves us in the direction of the you're negative. Right. You're right. But remaining healthy. The flu shots have been around for decades. I remember I as a kid when people were getting flu shots, it was a new thing. I said, oh, the flu is going to come. We'll get a flu shot. I haven't had a flu shot in my entire life. And I haven't had the flu in 50 years. <laughs> me too. What? So, it, to, it, and to me, it is like, take care of yourself. Focus on your health. Focus on your well-being. But also... Stay in the flow of creativity. I think, and maybe this is a tip. I vaguely remember, and this might have been in the 1980s. I did get the flu, 1980s, in the last century. And I remember I was dabbling in metaphysical thought. And I had talked to an author by phone. There's no internet or any of that. And he, he told me over the phone, he says, look at the word flu. He says, what are you trying to flee? What are you trying to run from? because flu is implying you're trying to get away from something. And I never forgot it. I woke up and realized mm. I hated my part-time job that I had. I wanted to be an author. And here I was doing this grunt work that I didn't care for because I wanted the survival money. And I remember thinking, I, I'm sick because I don't want to go to work. And when I awoke to the idea that I made myself sick because I was wow. trying to flee, I gave myself the flu. I have not had the flu since. Powerful. Yes. Powerful. That right there. Oh, my goodness. I hope everybody hears that. It's so true. Well, we need to look at it from whatever is going on in our lives. That's an example of how my unconscious mind was creating a situation in my life that I was living out, but I didn't even know it consciously until somebody helped me realize it. And that's what I'm hoping that people are listening on that level as they hear you and I talk, because whatever is going on in your life, whatever the challenge happens to be, there is an unconscious belief that is triggering it. I've said before, and I'm sure I said it on previous interviews with you, when I was homeless, I did not intend for myself to be homeless. I did not consciously go, oh, it'd be cool to be homeless. But subconsciously, in my unconscious mind, I created that awful experience because I had a belief that some of the authors I admired, Jack London, Ernest Hemingway, had led these disastrous, adventuresome, melancholy, alcoholic, and even suicidal lives. A part of me said, well, I got to do that, too. And when I awoke to the idea that, no, that is a belief I don't need to live out. Let me change my belief. Let me find authors that are healthy and productive and prolific and model them and admire them. And when I changed my focus and changed my perception, I changed my belief. And that's when it began to change for me. I got out of homelessness. And again, for me, it took a long time. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have you. We didn't have the shows like this. We didn't have your magazine. And we didn't have, there might've been coaching, but the only coaching I knew of was Little League coaching and football coaching. That's the only coaching I heard of. So I was trying to do that on my own. It's a slow process. Today, people have it easier. We have so many tools. We have so many things that are that are free to us, that are available to us. And when well-meaning, sincere people that are trying to help us. So anybody watching, listening, reading the magazine right now, you got a break. 
You got to break because you can snap out of the trance, whatever the belief trance is for you, and you can awaken into your own empowerment. Right, right, right. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I got to ask you about your new TV show. Yes. Well, you know what? When we talk about the new year, some people talk about resolutions. I don't believe in resolutions. I think they're wimpy. And I think anybody who's lived for any amount of time knows they don't work. You state a resolution and in a few weeks it's gone. You forgot it. And, you know, rationalize not having it. I think in- intentions are more powerful. And I've had an intention to have my own TV show. And I did fly back and forth to Hollywood for a while. And we talked to different people. Well, I finally have one. It began the end of last year. So in December. And it is going, I signed a deal. It's going to be aired every Friday for all of 2022. It's called Zero Limits Living. Zero Limits Living airs every Friday. You'll be able to find it on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube, Lux TV app, uh, Lux Media Studios, and uh, I put up a website to kind of funnel everybody into one place. So the easy thing to do is go to zero limits living TV.com zero limits living TV.com. I came out of the gate already did five episodes at the, this point of our interview and I already have episodes lined up for the next few months and I'll be doing them every week for the next year. And my promise is to truly help people. I'm bringing fire. I'm bringing light. I'm bringing inspiration. I'm bringing information. There'll be times when it's just me on the show because I got a lot to say and I'm going to rant and rave. And there'll be times when I've got a guest that I think is really worth listening to and watching. And so that combination, this is my opportunity. It was an intention. It wasn't a resolution. I had an intention for a TV show. It has come about. And let me tell you a couple more things since I'm on a roll and you're so kind to let me speak when when I just keep running. Uh, one is the show's free. It's free to everybody to watch and it's free to me to create. The woman who gave it to me is sponsoring it, Candace Barr with Lux Media Studios. She believes in me. She says, Joe, you're authentic. Joe, you're inspiring. I want you to bring that to your own TV show. That's the very first thing here. The very second thing is this show is already getting tens of thousands of people watching every episode. It's come out of nowhere. There's been no promotion. Of course, I mentioned it, and I think I've done a couple emails. But for them to get, for each show, to get tens of thousands of views, and that's just on YouTube. It doesn't count Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Android, and all the other places. So Zero Limits Living. And if you go to ZeroLimitsLivingTV.com, you got an entryway to it all. Wow. Okay. I'm going to post that down. Thank you. So that everybody, so that everybody knows, because I, I can hardly wait. I got to see it. I got to see it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Just trying to help. Just trying uh, to help. This is wonderful, wonderful news. So this is going to go on for a period of time for uh, the entire year. Well, for right now, it's I have a deal for the entire year. So every Friday, I think 3 p.m. Eastern. It'll be posted and again, see it online in a wide variety of places. So it's at one o'clock Pacific then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. I'm going to put those times down too and have everybody know. Great. Great. Okay. Terrific. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I can hardly wait to watch it. 
So, um, mm-hmm. and, and Roku, that's really easy. I just love this. Okay. So, so let's go on with your book. Yes. I have a brand new book, which shouldn't surprise anybody that's no, been following because, my no. career. It's like, oh, he's got another one. How do you do this time? Well, this book is called Karmic Marketing. Karmic yeah. Marketing. What and does that cool, mean? Yeah, I've been wanting to write about this for a couple of decades because karmic marketing has been really my secret to my success. And obviously, I do a whole lot of things. and I'm sure I have a lot of different secrets to success. But karmic marketing has really been something I've only mentioned from time to time in an interview here or there and maybe a blog post, but I never really wrote about it. It is really based on giving. It's creating an empire based on giving what you might normally be selling. In a way, karmic marketing is a form of tithing. And everybody that's gone to a church at some point has heard about tithing, because that's where you're supposed to give 10% of whatever you've made to the church. But karmic marketing is about giving to wherever you've received spiritual nourishment, which could be a person, place, or thing, giving money without any expectation of it coming back from wherever you gave it, but expecting a tenfold return from the universe. Now, I give away a tremendous amount of things. We were just talking about my new TV show, and I just said it's free. I'm giving it away. Yeah. And in fact, Lux Media Studios and Candace Barr gave it to me. They're practicing karmic marketing as well. So my whole book is on how to do this. And my whole book explains how I've been doing it for my entire life. I've given away, obviously, I've given away money, but I gave away cars, Mm. guitars, books, on top of services and, and things that most other people would have spent. When I was finalizing my divorce, and I basically got everything, even though I didn't even want it, I tried to give it away. I ended up giving it away. The guy who had been my personal trainer way back in 2005 when I was in these body for life contests and won medals and this, that, and the other, I gave him my gym and it was worth a hundred thousand dollars. I just said, come on down (laughs) and pick it up. You can, if you can load it all up, you can drive it all away. And of course I'm a book lover. The books behind me are all real. It's not a green screen. And I gave away hundreds of boxes of books. Wow. Which is a big deal for me because I'm still kind of attached to books, but I I was really picky and choosy and just gave them away. So karmic marketing is giving now, knowing you will be receiving later because of the nature of the universe itself. To explain this one step further, most of us act from scarcity without thinking about scarcity. And so what we're telling ourselves is that we don't have enough when we're afraid to give. Like we say, well, I only have $10 to my name, so I can't give a dollar. What did you just tell yourself? You just told yourself you don't believe there's any future for you or there any more money for you. And you don't believe in prosperity. You're confirming right then and there by not giving scarcity. Yeah. And so I'm working to help people expand their consciousness around this. One of the teachers that influenced me was Arnold Patton. And Arnold Patton had this great line that's a wake-up call all by itself. He said, you don't create abundance. You create limitation. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, that's an aha. Because you start to realize, wait a minute. I mean, abundance is always here. And the reason I don't see it is me because I'm creating limitation. 
that's that's an aha for sure. That's a wake up moment. And as I point out in the new book, Karmic Marketing, when you start giving, you are slowly, well, sometimes quickly taking down your own limitations. You're moving into the circulation of wealth. You're moving into the circulation of abundance because you are affirming and attesting and proving to yourself and to the great something, the divine, that you have more than enough. So when you only have $10 in your pocket, if that's the case for somebody, and you have the inclination to give away a dollar, do it joyfully. Do it joyfully, because it's going to put you in that ebb and flow of circulation and more will be it coming. So I'm very proud of the book. I released Karmic Marketing on day one. It became a bestseller on one category. On day two, it became a bestseller. In a second category, on day three, it became a bestseller. In the third category, and then I started getting offers from overseas publishers. The book was only out for three days. I didn't even do my traditional, let's make a big fuss about the book marketing. I just said, hey, I have a new book. Here it is. And it's resonating. You know, that is so true because I've experienced that myself mm. uh, by tithing the money. It allows the money to start flowing and you give it not grudgingly. You give it lovingly. Yes. And yeah. that is so important. And it just, oh, it's amazing. There really is a lot to that. And people should not ignore Well, here's my advice about that, because I want people to really take this on. I talk about, or I've mentioned karmic marketing for decades, and people will seem to get the idea, but then I noticed they still weren't doing it. They still wouldn't be giving. And I thought, why aren't you giving? This actually works. I went from homeless to poverty to, look, rich lifestyle of the rich and famous, largely because of giving. And the proof, the evidence is there. My friend in Thailand who was homeless himself and he became a billionaire, homeless to billionaire is the title of his book. He calls it vibrational giving, vibrational giving, which is a cool term because he says the feeling you have as you give is what's going to be multiplied and come back to you. So if somebody is not giving because they're holding on, what are they saying to themselves? I have no energy and I'm not going to have any more energy. I'm just locking it down. What I have is what I got. But if you give like we, you and I were talking about joyfully, that's a higher vibe energy. And when that energy goes out, it gets multiplied. And what happens to you very quickly is that there'll be some experience that'll be 10 times more glorious with the feelings alone than the feeling you had when you gave. Yeah. So I tell people, look, you, you have to do it. Rule of thumb is 10%. Rule of thumb is you give wherever you've been inspired. And yes, that could be a minister, but it could also be an Uber driver. Yeah. It could be a <laughs> singer you heard at a coffee shop. It can be any number of things. And when you give, you give joyously and you don't give with any expectation of return from that person, place or thing. They can take it and they can burn it. They can bury it. They can waste it. That's theirs at that point. You don't think about it anymore. And then you kind of have an eye of expectation for where's the universe going to surprise me? You know, where's the deal going to come or where's the money going to come or where's the feelings going to come? And you just have an expectancy for it. So when I look and I see people still not doing it after all of this proof, I investigated it and I found out that the underlying belief is they're not going to get any more money. They feel like what they have is it. 
And I thought back, yeah, when I was in poverty and I remember laying in bed and I'd look across the room and on my desk was a stack of bills and I'd lay there going, I don't have any money. I can't pay those bills. And I'd be just sick with worry. And yet somehow more money always came. The bills always got paid and I don't even have any now. <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of amazing and miraculous to look at it this way. And this is, again, the wake up call that we want to become conscious of our limiting beliefs so we can release them. When people look at the idea that I'm not going to have any money anymore, really take a hard, honest, blunt look and say, has that ever been the case in your life? Ever? You've always gotten more money. Maybe it wasn't as much as you wanted because you weren't really consciously open to it, but you always got money. You will always get more money. It will always keep coming. Money circulates. Money is the natural flow of abundance. And so what we need to do is get out of our own limitations so we can allow the flow in. So that was a mouthful, but that's the essence of karmic marketing. It's also pay, uh, pay it forward. Yes. Right? It because is. if you give somebody a car, you're just going to get something. It's just natural. That's, that's how the universe works. In everything, everything. That's how the cells work in the body. That's how that's how everything works. <laughs> and yet we overlook it. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. And there's two things to look at. First of all, there's our blocks to giving. And hopefully everything you and I have been talking about will help people remove their blocks to giving and they can start giving. But then there's also receiving. And there's a lot of people who have blocks around receiving. And there, I can right. tell two or three stories about how I butted my own head against receiving. Because a part of me was like, no, I don't need that. Don't, don't want that. You know, you can go ahead and give it away. One of the most amazing stories, and actually, I don't know if you can see the guitar behind me, but there's yeah. a V-shaped guitar behind me. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, I got a phone call. And I was in a leased house. I was going through my divorce, but I got a phone call and it just said, go to the front door. <laughs> so I go to the front door and open it. And there was this giant box, giant box, so like six feet tall, two or three feet wide. And I drag it in not knowing what it was. And later on, we had a, a, a tennis table there, a table tennis table. And I laid it on the table tennis table, opened it up and I started to cry. It was a handmade golden V-shaped guitar. It's the one behind me now. Wow. I knew who made it because his name was on it. And I knew the general price, which is seven to $10,000. This is a handmade, hand-carved, very rare, prehistoric wood, hand-carved little pieces of metal in it, little bells and whistles that only a guitar player would really realize. And it was given to me, Wow! given to me. And there was a part of me that was almost shaking because part of me didn't want to receive it. Part of me was, I didn't do anything. I didn't do enough to, to deserve this. I didn't pay for it. I didn't, you know, don't, didn't even know where it came from. And I had to wrestle with receiving. And so I've learned that both ends of the circulation cycle have to be open for us to be in the flow of abundance. And the first opening is just start giving. Think about where you've been inspired most recently. Give that person, place, or thing money. And don't deceive yourself by saying, well, I'm going to give them a shirt I don't wear anymore <laughs> or a purse that I don't use anymore <laughs> because that is a self-deception way of getting around giving money. 
you want to give money. And the other part of it is when it does come back around, which will be pretty quickly, be open to receiving it. You have to know that you deserve it. You have to welcome it to allow it to come in. And then you just keep that cycle going and you can have a great abundant life with that. Wow. Oh, wow. See, that's (laughs) what we needed to hear at the very beginning of the year. Because we're going to change everything in 2022, especially how we think Mm -hmm. about the things that have been holding us back, our fears, uh, our blockages, and money happens to be a big one. And it doesn't need to be. If we give it, we'll get it back and more. Exactly right. Money is neutral. I've written lots of books about this. I've talked about this interviews with you in the past. Money is a powerful tool for enabling us to create our life mission, to fulfill our life mission. If we care about people, places, or causes, we can direct money to it, but only if we've made peace with money. Money's not bad. Money's not evil. Money's as neutral as can be. It's just an instrument. It's like my glasses, nothing evil about it. I use them. It's like the pen, nothing evil about it. I use it. It's like money, nothing evil about it. You use it. So when you make peace with money, you're able to give it. And you can be able to receive it and you can do some pretty miraculous things with it. Now we're talking about the new year. Can I take one minute and give some tips, like three tips on how to create intentions that will come true in 2022? Absolutely. (laughs) Please. I want to make sure I'm complete with everybody and really helpful. if We have the time to do this. Mm -hmm. The very first is I say, make them believable stretches. A believable stretch is relevant to you. My goal could be completely different than what your goal can be. But as you're sitting there, if you are absolutely, you know, almost broke, I wouldn't say I want to be a billionaire in 2022. I would do something that's a stretch for you. Like I want to increase my business or my income or my wealth by a certain percentage that feels like a stretch. You don't know how, but it's also believable. And when I was talking about my billionaire friend in Thailand, Andres Pira, when he was broke and homeless and learning about the power of intention and reading the secret and watching the movie, he didn't say, I want to be a billionaire. It was not in his consciousness because it was unattainable for him at that point. It was not believable. What was believable was, I wonder if I can manifest a cup of coffee. That was his believable stretch. But by going from coffee to lunch to a part-time job, blah, 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 in time, he's a billionaire. So our resolutions need to be intentions, and the intentions need to be believable stretches for you. That's the very first thing. The second thing is get out of how. Every time we write down an intention, we go, well, how in the world am I going to do that? We all do it. You know, when I write down, oh, I'm going to have a hit TV show, and there's no TV show on the horizon. And my first thought is how. I don't know how you don't know how when you write down your intentions, you do not know how they're going to manifest. Your job is to write down what you want. And if you can figure out why, why will be the emotion of fire? So what do you want and why do you want it? Forget the how you'll evolve that over time. The third thing, and I think this is an overlooked, but very important step. And it, it seems to be the one that's a, success secret of the most uh, wealthiest people and the people getting the greatest accomplishments. And that is 
get support. Be in a group of like-minded people. Napoleon Hill would have called it a mastermind. Right. So you can be in a mastermind. And if we're still in COVID for a while, you can still do this online. Yeah. You can, there's all kinds of Facebook groups. You can have subgroups. You can make your own group. You can do it over the phone. You can do them with Zoom meetings. There's all kinds of ways to do it, but create a group of like-minded people so they can support you and you can support them. This has been the secret of a lot of the fitness folks. I know that I did far better when I was in the fitness programs, when I had allies, when I had support, you can certainly achieve whatever you want alone. People do it all the time, but it's easier if you're in a group. So I would give those three things as very important tips to make 2022 unforgettably good. Wow. You know, even I mean, that mastermind, for some reason, I forgot all about that, but that is so powerful. And it's even in the scripture uh, telling two or more people. Yes, that's right. And, And that is, boy, you are good. That is absolutely correct. We are not supposed to do it alone. Oh, wow. And that was one of my problems when I was homeless. And I do remember, I'm doing this by myself. I'm going to accomplish this on my own. I'm going to be the lone ranger. Well, that's one of the reasons I wasn't getting anywhere, trying to do it all by myself. We're not supposed to. We are in relationship with the world. We're in relationship with other people. All the money we ever want is going to come from somebody else. That's all relationship. You know, our love and everything else, it's going to come from somebody else. It's all in relationship. We are in relationship with the world. In a concrete way, Napoleon Hill wrote a lot about it, whether it was in Think and Grow Rich or in um, his other big book, which I can't think of the title of right now. It's behind, behind me back there. The Law of Success. That's the big one. The Law of Success. He spends a lot of time talking about masterminds. And yes, the physical part is six to 12 people that are getting together to help each other. But he said when those people got together, there was an esoteric third mind the third mind. And while the individuals might support each other with, here's a lead that I know, or here's a phone number, or here's a business card, or here's a book I read, and all of those physical things, they also tap into the esoteric third mind that's kind of the divine itself. And from there, they can get ideas, they can get support, they can support each other with things that individually none of them had. So we're not supposed to do it alone. Wow. So I needed to hear that. (laughs) I needed to hear that. Boy, and that just put some ideas into my head because you're right. You're right. We have to do it. We're not supposed to do it alone. It's it's too hard. It's frustrating. And you need the energy of others to to move you forward oh my goodness well it's also an ego trip to try to do it your own which i fall into from time to time because i'll think i know how to do it yeah i'll think i know but (laughs) what i keep finding out is i don't know my limited thinking mind goes well here's my frame and i understand what to do in the frame and then all i have to do is talk to somebody who's done it before or done something similar to it and suddenly whoa my vision has just expanded because they gave me a new way to think about it. That wasn't in my present consciousness. So it's an ego trip to think, Oh, I can do it all by myself. You don't need to do it by yourself. Make it easier for yourself. Plus you're helping them. I remember I did a seminar on networking, which was new to me at the time. 
and the woman putting on the, the, sh the show, the event said, how do you feel when somebody asked you for help? How do you feel? And I remember thinking, well, I feel pretty good. You know, I, I kind of like it that they asked me for help and I can help them. And she went on to say, when you don't ask for help, you deny the other person that experience. Yeah. And I got chills thinking, I never thought of it that way. We always think that, oh, I'm going to do it on my, on my own because I don't want to bother anybody. They, most people will respond in a helpful way if you are sincerely asking for help. And this has actually been another one of the secrets of my career. I have reached out to the legends. When I was a kid and I thought I was going to be heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Jack Dempsey, one of the early professional fighters, was still alive. I wrote to him. Wow. I wrote to him as a kid. He wrote back. <laughs> I still have his autograph photo. I still have it. And when I was a kid and I thought I was going to be a world famous magician, Houdini was dead. But a man who knew Houdini, who was a famous magician, John Mulholland, was still alive. I wrote to him. John Mulholland wrote me back a two page typewritten letter that I still have. Oh, my gosh. Most and throughout my career, I've reached out to other people who have already gone ahead and been successful. And they helped. I have found that you don't need to do it alone. And most people are glad to help if you're sincere about what you want and they're able to do it for you or help you with it. Now, oh my goodness. Everything you have talked about is exactly what we needed to hear mm. to start off the year <clears throat> and for the whole uh, entire year. It, you good, know, really for people, all time. <laughs> people need to come back and listen to the show over and over because you just gave us the plan of action that really applies to us and mm -hmm. to everyone around us. The tithing, the asking for help, don't do it alone. All of this stuff is so amazing and yes. really gets us going. It's the spiritual part of life that we can't we cannot ignore. We have to do it like that. And, and we it's have to wonderful. do it. And we have to do it. That's the important thing that a lot of people don't do. You have to take action. I call it inspired action because it's the action that comes from within you. But when there's a nudge to do something or there's an opportunity for you to follow up on, it's your job to do it because life is a co-creation. Yeah, sometimes things fall out of the sky and fall on your lap and the doorbell rings and something you wanted is there. But most of the time you have to co-create it. You have a part to do, and the universe, the divine, has a part to do. Do your part, it'll do its part, and then you can expect miracles. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Joe, this is so great. I feel so inspired right now. Thank you so much. Oh, thank I just, you. I just love it when you come on. It's just like, oh, <laughs> the energy that you put out to the world is phenomenal. Uh, it's just wonderful. So I can hardly wait to to get on and watch your um, show and Zero that's limits living. And that starts when it's already started. There's oh, five yeah. at, at this okay. time of the interview, there's five interviews done. So every Friday in 2022 okay. and zero limits, living tv.com could be the portal to take people to all of them. Okay, good. That's where I'm going to send people. They can get, that information at the bottom of this video, and I will give it to them again on the show. Um, so we'll make sure that everybody knows about it. Thank you. Uh, 
Joe, you're wonderful. What a blessing you are. I can't thank you enough for everything you're sharing. Thank you for the opportunity to share. You always think of me. You always support me. You always invite me. I am grateful for you and all that you do. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Ah, ah, what a great show. Thank you, Joe. And to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. And don't forget to ask the universe for a sign. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.